two more regular season games face the Boston College Eagles. What are the outcomes and what could it mean for the future of this program? We'll talk all about it on today's show. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome everyone. This is Locked On Boston College. I'm your host, AJ Black, editor and publisher of Eagle Insider. Thank you all for listening. And for all of you who are listening for the first time, I want to welcome you to our podcast. We are the only daily Boston College podcast out there. Love talking about BC sports. I think you'll like this podcast too. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn jobs help you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Terms and conditions apply. All right. Two more games left for BC. They have a Thursday night game against Pitt and a Friday game after Thanksgiving against Miami. And what I want to talk about on today's show is some of the potential outcomes of what could happen if BC wins some, lose some. We'll go over. There's really three big outcomes that could happen that we'll talk about on today's show. So BC starts on Thursday with their matchup against Pitt. Unfortunately, Phil Dracovic won't be playing against BC uh, because they're going to be starting one of their other quarterbacks. It looks like Christian Ballou will be their starter. That's a Penn State transfer. And then they have uh, Nathan Yeller as their backup quarterback. So the dream matchup of Halfley versus Dracovic won't, won't happen, it looks like, unless they have something up their sleeves. So BC is – this is crazy. BC is playing a 2-8 and eight team, and they are an underdog in this game. Two-and-a-half-point underdog. Yeah, I get it. BC played like crap against Virginia Tech. That's not surprising. But Pitt has been bad. I mean, BC barely held on to beat Syracuse. And Syracuse bulldozed Pitt. They want, you know, they ran for almost 400 yards. They were just doing whatever they wanted to Pitt. So it surprised me that the, the odds are, that are like that. But, hey, weirder things have happened, right? So there's the Thursday game. And then there is Friday against Miami at home. So that's an intriguing game. We, if you were watching uh, the fr- uh, Saturday Night Football, they they had their chances to beat Florida State, but their starting quarterback, Emory Wilson, broke his arm, and he's out. So it's back to Tyler Van Dyke. Um, and I believe he threw an interception, though. That game kind of is blending with Mac Jones and what he did for the Patriots. So um, I want to look at one. Well, let's look at the first outcome of what could happen to end this season. The first outcome is the we'll call it our maroon and gold outcome. This is BC goes out and beats Pitt in Miami. They go ahead and they get eight wins. That would probably mean that they're going to go to a, a a solid bowl, you know, as Mitch Wolf of Eagle Insider was saying with me the other day, something like the Holiday Bowl or the Sun Bowl, something like that. It avoids playing Fenway. It avoids possibly playing at the Pinstripe Bowl. That's the high-end option. Now, is this possible? Is this a possibility? Yes, it is. It's absolutely a possibility. We've seen BC beat up on bad teams before. Pitt's bad. They could do that. And Louis, I mean, um, Miami comes here 
after playing two straight games against top the probably the two teams that are going to be in the ACC championship, which is Miami, and, uh, sorry Miami, Louisville and Florida State. So we're looking at the potential that that could happen. Now, if you were to ask me to give you a percentage wise, like what do I think the odds of that happening would be? I would say 25%. I am very, you know, the thing about Miami, I, I I think they, you know, I'll get into what I think about the pick game later. The Miami game itself. The one thing that Miami has is something that BC has struggled against in years past, which is athletes. When they play against like, Big-time athletes, this team seems to struggle. And it's not just a Jeff Halfley thing. Antazio had issues with it. It's always been an issue at BC. So I look at this, I say, it's probably one of the least likely things to happen. But at the end of the day, if this does go through that way, you feel pretty confident about the future of this program. It's going to make them attractive for um, transfers. Transfers are going to want to play here. You're going to be attractive to recruits. You know, I just retweeted on Twitter at AJ Black 247. BC just offered an offensive lineman that was committed to Maryland and just recently decommitted. I'm trying to talk to him. I'll hopefully get a uh, interview up on Eagle Insider on that. But those ending those like getting some decommitments, getting some flips could be a really good sign about the future of the program. And you won eight games. You haven't won eight games in was it 12 years, 13 years? It's been forever that would be a positive step in the right direction. And honestly, that would absolutely, you know, keep Jeff Halfley here at, at BC. Like, yeah, you you got, you you lost badly to Virginia Tech, but if you somehow, especially if you could somehow pull off a win against Miami, that looks good. Now, I'm not even getting into the bowl games, right? You go into the bowl game, say you win that as well, you have nine wins again. You're back to where we were before the Virginia Tech game. Again, I'm not, before you guys start jumping on me, I'm not saying this is the most likely thing to happen. This is not what I'm picking. This is not what I'm picking, okay? I'm just saying this is a this is a potential right here. And, you know, it would be a really cool story. Someone was yelling at me on Twitter the other day, um, or we I got in an argument, and if he's listening, it wasn't meant to, like, to rip on him. But he was saying, like, it was stupid, the, the whole path thing. Well, first of all, the path, if you have not been listening, is that, that it was the joke about the, the path to the ACC championship. Part of it was tongue-in-cheek. But also, it was the first time in a long time that BC fans were feeling pretty good. You had five wins in a row. I don't care who it was against. It was still five wins. And it has been a long time since BC fans have felt positive about anything. And I don't blame them. And so you had kids that are still in school. You had recent graduates and you had some other people that were just having fun with it. You go eight and four, nine and four, if you win the bowl game, you're going to go into the winter feeling pretty good about the state of the program. Yeah, there's still things that you're still worried about. Believe me, the defense, the way they've been playing, you're worried about that. But if that's the outcome here, that could be a positive. So that's one outcome. In a moment, I'm going to get to more of the other outcomes and, we're going to get a little bit darker here as we figure out what could happen to Boston College against Miami and against Pitt. Now, folks, 
We spend a lot of times talking together, you and I. We get fired up together on wins and losses, who starts and who sits. I'm thankful for that connection we have. And today, I want our chat to be a little more personal. I just learned that you can get a one-year supply on ED medication. Do you realize what that means? Bring bring on extended travel, bring on natural disasters or supply chain, chain issues. You are covered, my friend. You don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your generics of Cialis, Viagra, or other prescriptions. And this is possible because of our friends at Jace Medical. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON at, call, at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer had this to say about Jace. I am thankful for the service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half to have it. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply. I also ordered antibiotic kits. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly re- recommend this for everyone. If you or someone you love would like to get peace of mind for having a year supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use promo code locked on for $20 off your purchase. All right. So we're back. I gave you the Pollyanna uh, ending here of what could happen to BC sports, uh, BC, BC football. They went out. That would be you know, the nice ending and, and Boston college fans, you know, if you've been following this team, it doesn't mean you go back to Jeff Jagosinski, Tom O'Brien. It never ends the way you want it to end. There's always, you know, whether it's losing in the ACC championship when you had really high ex- aspirations to, you know, losing games that you need to win to get into a better bowl like Syracuse. It always ends with something negative. That's just, it's part of the joy of being a Boston college fan. You just, you never get what you want. And so let's start with our next outcome. And that is BC wins one and loses one. And I'm going to go ahead and say that they beat Pitt and lose to Miami. That would be the most likely outcome, right? And you you know, you could always have a beat up Miami lose and you get stunned by Pitt. Weirder things have happened. I'm not saying that wouldn't happen. I'm just saying the most likely outcome would be that Pitt loses because they're just bad. So you go end up the seat, end up going seven and five. This is the type of season that many people predicted. Like, well, many people that aren't national people. Most national people pick BC not even to make a bowl game and they're already bowl eligible. So I'm talking like I think Mitch had seven and five. You had most, you know, another other probably bloggers had seven and five as a potential. So you got what you wanted. You finished with a plus 500 record. You'd have, was it four, four ACC wins. So you go four, four, so you're 500 again. You don't get over 500 there. I know a lot of folks are looking for that, but you get that win. How would you feel about that going into the off season? And that depends on who you ask. A lot of fans would say, even at that, they would want change. That that's not good enough given the teams that you played. That they'd look at that five-game winning streak and say, yeah, it's five wins and that feels nice, but you won by like a razor-thin margin against teams you shouldn't have had that issue with. Like like UConn. UConn's terrible, and you barely beat them. Army, no offense to Army because it's right after Veterans Day, but they're real bad too. They only lost to, to, to UMass by seven points. So I could see folks being upset about that. Seven and five also would mean most likely that you're going to be staying in the Northeast for a bowl game. You're going to be at the pinstripe bowl against a big 10 team. 
get maybe get your rematch against Rutgers that could happen. I wouldn't like that because their defense is pretty good and we don't need another loss against Rutgers, do we? Or you end up at Fenway against some middling AAC team, which sounds awful. Fenway Park is awful for football. Fenway Park watching an AAC AAC team like I saw um University of Texas San Antonio is like the most popular one against BC at Fenway. Big thumbs down. I don't want that to happen. There could be weirder things like the military bowl. You could get that. I mean, I'd be fine with that. If that had to be the case, Birmingham bowl, they've been there before. I just don't, I really don't want to see BC play in the Northeast for a bowl game. I'm tired of cold baseball stadiums. Just doesn't work. But looking at the future of the program, Seven and five doesn't get you the juice that an eight and four record would get you. Winning a bowl game and going eight and five, you're talking. You now you're talking. Uh, you're t- you're cooking with fire here. That's a little bit better, and you could sell that to recruits for the next cycle, and that's that's better. But I can understand as well that this outcome. Some folks are going to still be like, still be very skeptical, of Jeff Halfley, and say, you know, this. It's going to get a lot harder next year when you have a harder conference schedule and you have a harder, you're playing like Mizzou and that, that they're on the rise and they're, they're going to be looking to kick your butt at home. This is going to get harder. He's not going to be able to do this. So there's going to be people who are going to say that too. And I get it. I get the, I get the frustration in the, in the, um, in the resistance to, to have faith in it. Right. Like you're just thinking, okay, we're ending the season with BC winning or losing most of their games. Excuse me, by like a couple points. So that's the other one. And I'm going to say, I gave 25% for that first one happening. I'm going to say this is the most likely. I'm going to give it a 50% chance of this happening, winning one and losing one. Finally, the last 25% goes to BC loses out. BC doesn't win either of their last two games. What happens then? You finished the season six and six. You won six games. You made a bowl. Whoop-de-doo. Is that enough for Jeff Halfley to keep his job? Is that enough for the fans to get behind him? At least for the second part, I'd say no. I don't think the fans will get by, behind him if he finishes the season six and six, especially if he goes into a bowl game and goes six and seven. Then then we're, we're talking something completely different here. It's below 500 again, and that's that's a scary possibility, and that's a possibility of something that could happen, right? So if BC goes 6-6, six and six, what will happen? Well, there's a few options, right? I know a lot of folks think, and there's a lot of data to, to back this, that BC administration is not into making changes when there was a winning season. That being said, Steve Adazio got fired for less. That being said, Blake James didn't hire Jeff Halfley. He might have a guy that he wants. So I'd wonder, I almost want to say right now that this pit game low key could be a must win game for Jeff Halfley. There's pressure on him. I, I guarantee it to win that game because if you're gonna you're gonna be huge underdogs against Miami at home. If you go out and lose to a two and eight pit team, does BC does BC consider doing what Mississippi State and Texas A and M did and getting a head start on this process? 
it's not the weirdest thing to think about. Again, I said the ADs didn't hire him. He might have a guy that he likes. That and I see. I saw Brian Doan of two four seven, one of my uh, colleagues, say that schools are making a push to do their coaching decisions earlier because now there's only a specific transfer portal window. It ends. It starts basically after the last game of the regular season, and it goes for two weeks. Now, if you wait like they did with Steve Adazio until the very end, you're playing catch-up. You've lost all transfer portal contacts that you've had. You lose the potential um, kids that could could make some impact on your program because you're, you don't have a coach hired. So I look at this game against Pitt and say it's pretty critical for Jeff Halfley to be successful. He's got to go out there and win this, or we could be looking at something different here going to the end of the season. Could we have a interim head coach if that happens? It could happen. I said this is twenty five percent likely to happen. I don't think I don't think he'll get fired, um, but I want to give you every I want to lay out all the potential scenarios that could happen here because there is potential change that could happen. If he fails, like, just think about that, right? He, everything I've heard, the directive was make a bowl game. He's done that, right? But if you go out there, you lose to NIU, you play poorly against Holy Cross and only beat him by three points. You barely beat UConn. You have two games where you get rocket shipped with Louisville and Virginia Tech. You played good against Florida State, but still you played sloppy enough to lose a game you should have won. And then you lose to two and eight pit. That that's bad optics right there. I don't there's no way you can spin that. He's gotta win it. He can't lose that game. In our final segment, we're gonna look at a big issue that's going on with BC right now, and that's injuries. We'll get into what's going on, who's coming back, and who's gone for the season in just a moment. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs help you find the right people for your team faster and for free. So what you do, get your job, get on there. Add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. With simple tools like screening questions, make it easy to focus on candidates with the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why LinkedIn is the number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So you know what you need to do. Go to LinkedIn Jobs, help you, and they will help you find qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This is Locked On BC. I'm your host, AJ Black. So we talked about all of the scenarios. What do you think? What do you think is going to be the most likely scenario that's going to happen? Leave it in the comment section. Do you think they're going to go with two and out, one and two, one and one, or one and two? Just, I'd love to hear what you think is going to happen. I got a feeling I know from the fan base. And also, as we're talking here, I want you to head over to Eagle Insider right now. Eagle Insider is the site I work for with Mitch, Mitchell Wolf. Uh, and we have right now, a uh, deal for 30% off a, a subscription for a year subscription. If you want to support the work we do, it supports everything we do on this podcast in here, go over and get a subscription. It's great. And I have more site news as I have just brought on someone to cover women's basketball as well. I'm getting coverage on everything. So now 
We have Kate Otis, uh, who is going to cover women's basketball. We have BC hockey blogger that covers hockey. Mitch does all the film analysis and, and, and details of, of the schemes and everything. And you got me for recruiting and everything else. I'm not done yet, folks. I'm going to I want baseball. I'm going to add more women's lacrosse and stuff like that. Eagle Inside is the place to go to. Make sure you bookmark that page. You'll get to see Kate's new article, hopefully up after they play number seven, Ohio in a day. So check that out. Now, injury updates. This is the big news here, right, folks? So Elijah Jones is gone. And on Monday, Jeff Halfley um, got a little annoyed with the reporters. And I'm, I don't know. I don't know why. He said that I think I answered it pretty clearly. He's going through some stuff. I hope you guys can just respect his privacy. He's going to be out for, for the rest of the year. That didn't sound like to me, excuse me, that that was a discipline thing. It didn't sound like to me like a injury thing. I don't know what it meant, but it didn't sound like either of those. But whatever's going on, Elijah Jones is gone. That's a big loss. He was the like he was the big defensive playmaker. We said this on yesterday's episode that really was the key um, to locking down some of these better wide receivers. And against a team like Miami, he would have been huge. You had to have him. Now, the other big injury update was about Kai Robichaux. Now, Kai Robichaux missed last week's game after Halfley said he, he expected him to play. He didn't play. Um, and Halfley said uh, during his press conference on Monday that he was disappointed that that Robichaux wasn't able to play, but he's going through some stuff and he's practicing with BC right now. He didn't say that last week. He's practicing um, and, and he will play. He was very definitive with that. That is huge because as I said on yesterday's episode, BC just needs to run the ball 50 times against Pitt and just drain the clock and run them off the field. I don't want to see Thomas Castellanos throwing the football at all unless he has to. I want to see run, 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 run. And Tom and Kai Robichaux getting him back is huge because now you have you have your depth there isn't as bad. You you've lost Pat Garwo, who's out for the year. But you get your starting running back back. So, again, I don't know if we, we Mitch and I were joking on on uh, text when this was going on, saying, "Yeah, watch, he's now up for the year, right? Something like that." It just seems like that's what happens. We hear one thing and then the, it's completely something else happens. But we'll take his word on this one, right? We also got major injury updates on all the other guys. We found out that Ryan O'Keefe is definitely out for the year. Uh, George Titan, George Takis is out for the year. As I mentioned before, Pat Garwo is out for the year. Uh, defensive end Sheeta Salah is out for the year. And um, linebacker Jalen Blackwell is out for the year. And then he said he's mentioned this before, but I don't remember him saying this, but Bryce Steele is definitely out for the year. That, whew, that's a lot of injuries, right? So BC's had to to adjust in some of these areas. I, I, I have said uh, Jeremiah Franklin has looked really good as a pass catcher. He's be- better than George Takis. Uh, so he's done a nice job, and this is a great opportunity for him. And Halfley says it's an opportunity for new guys to step up. We'll, we'll see guys like, you know, Alex Broom and Jeremiah Franklin and Jaden Skeet. These are guys that are getting opportunities now. And they're gonna get to play more, and I I think that's fine. If they can if they can if they can play well, then that's good, and that's up to the coaching staff to coach them up and get them ready. But that's a lot of injuries, and it seems like this is what happens with BC every year, right? So we're gonna wrap things up. Um, if you can't tell, I have an awful head cold, cold again. Like if you've been listening, I've done this podcast for 
750 episodes now, I think. It's been crazy, right? 750 episodes about Boston College sports. I guess something wrong with me, but I love doing it. I can't stop. But I, if you've listened, around this time every year, I get a head cold. My voice goes to crap. And then it goes away in like a week. So hopefully for tomorrow's episode, I will be fine. It might be still froggy, but I have a great guest coming. And it's Noah Hiles, um, who writes for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. He's going to be talking to us about Pitt, and he'll be joining me and Mitch. Then I'm going to have... Uh, I'm going to have a special guest to, to recap the basketball game. I will also have Mitch on to recap the, uh, to preview the BC bat, uh, football game. And Mitch will be back on to p- do a post game. Crazy busy week. We're going to have tons of great news here. Hit the like and subscribe button wherever you get your podcast. And if you're on YouTube, hit the like button right now and, and share us with other BC friends. Like that's the best way to help us out is show us to someone else. This is AJ Black. Follow me on Twitter at AJBlack247 and uh, become an Eagle Insider. The, the How to do it is in the show notes. I will get that in there so you can find out what to do. I hope you guys join us because it's a great community over there. As I said, we're adding women's basketball coverage. We have hockey, basketball. We've got everything over there. So come join us over at Eagle Insider. Support our work. And I will see all of you again tomorrow for another episode of Locked on Boston College. Your team every day.